Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Moak here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Rally Construction President Ben Casso. Ben, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a pleasure. Uh, excited to do this first podcast ever. So thank you, Alex. Excellent. Well, we'll be sure to make it a good one. And um, so maybe first off, just to get us started for myself and listeners who aren't familiar, could you just share a quick intro on what Rally Construction is all about? Sure. Uh, try to keep it brief because I could probably talk all day, right? It's what I do. But uh, Riley Construction is a commercial general contractor. Uh, been around for coming in coming in on 60 years. Uh, really work in the healthcare industrial space. Uh, we flirted over into the public market uh, recently. And then that science and tech bubble is a big passion of ours in a couple of the different areas we do work in. And that area we work in is that Chicago to Madison corridor, just kind of follow 94 um, that's where that's where we do the majority of our work. Excellent. So I understand the business has been growing based out of right here in Milwaukee, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's been a lot of growth in that Milwaukee, Waukesha area, uh, and it's starting to spill over uh, recently into that Madison area, um, which has been really exciting for me. Just right. Opportunity is great. And that bigger, broader area gives you uh, better and different clients to go after and work with and and do the thing you love, right? Bring their, bring their idea to life. That's, that's really what I love about construction is we get to be that person to help bring it to life. Certainly. And um, can you share any more details about that, uh, that growth journey and kind of future expansion plans? You mentioned starting to spill over into Madison. Um, How's that different from what you're doing in other parts of that, that corridor you're talking about? And what else can you say about what's been, I guess, driving or influencing the growth of the company? Uh, yeah, driving the growth of the company really, it started the initial start of growth was kind of that healthcare boom that everyone saw. Uh, the pandemics really kind of shut that market down a little bit, but it's starting to rebound, which is awesome because that's our, you know, that's one of our niches. Uh, that and then industrial. So, healthcare brought us up from that Racine Kenosha market up into the Milwaukee area market, uh, taking some of those same clients and just working in right their other facilities. Uh, what has brought us out into the Madison market is most people have watched the industrial market really grow from Chicago to Milwaukee. Well, there's an equally uh, great corridor from Madison down into Rockford has the same transportation, right? It has the same thoroughfares and routes and it has the same access to airports. So we're seeing a big push in the industrial market in that same corridor. So that kind of brought us out there. And then we, I had the luxury of one of my project managers, uh, his wife took a job in the pharmaceutical market out there and looked at me and said, hey, we're starting to do more work out there. So uh, what do you think we should start something out in that way? So we are right in the infancy of that. We've done uh, probably five or six projects out there over the last couple of years. And we're gonna be starting an office up in, um, probably in the next couple of months, we're going to close here in the next couple of months and we'll actually have an official office in Madison. Terrific. Well, great to hear about that um, exciting growth and those plans. Love to hear about it when you're ready to uh, announce that office over in Madison as well. And um, yeah. 
Ben, so I'd like to kind of take a step back and look at some of the broader industry trends. You've talked about your company's role in the region here, some of the areas that you're focused on. What else are you paying attention to when, you, when you're looking at some of the broader issues influencing your industry, like the role of data and emerging, emerging technologies? Can you share your thoughts on some of those ideas? Yeah, so um, on the data front, um, I mean, everyone's now heard of AI, right? And now it's how does it become applicable to what we do? Um, we've got on the virtual design side, our VDC side, which is how we kind of coordinate drawings, right? And bring them together, bring all the different uh, divisions together. We, we've been using VDC to kind of what they call clash coordination. And it used to be a very manual thing. Back when I started, we do it on a light box, right, with drawings, and we'd overlay 2D things. And then that morphed into 3D, where we're actually drawing in 3D. And now AI hmm. is starting to actually flag the 3D coordination and help design and take care of conflicts before the tradesman or woman is out in the field putting that in place, which is pretty neat. So that's, hmm. I think that's the coolest thing from a tech standpoint with AI. But then there's some neat little things like in marketing, um, there's the AI generatives type stuff where they take an image and then AI helps finish the image. Something that used to take uh, our interior designer two days to edit can take an hour, um, saving right time on that front and gives us the ability to be more creative. And my marketing department will love that I say that because that is a new journey for me myself. Uh, I was not in charge of marketing until last year. So I get kind of excited about where where technology can help um, in that. And they get super excited about it, too. Uh, so that that's on that front. I'm excited also where AI can take uh, our estimating department and make that more intuitive. It already is very digital, but how does it become how does AI help that? And there's a lot of companies out there diving into how that can be, you know, can help that industry on the estimating side. Um, I really think AI, it's one of those things that can be scary, but to try to see the positives of where um, it's going to help our industry and make us more efficient. Very cool. I appreciate you sharing specific examples like that. You know, you hear a lot about folks talking about the buzz around AI these days, you know, the potential of what it can do. So I, I, I always love to hear about concrete examples of what it's already doing and where you think that's going to go. So that that's great to hear about, Ben. And uh, another, another trend I wanted to hit on while we have time is um, kind of the environmental angle of, of modern building, modern construction, as you mentioned, you know, in the industrial space, what kind of what kind of considerations do you have to make now that might be different um, from years past when you're making decisions? Uh, the biggest thing I would say uh, environmentally is, um, you know, a lot of the clean air that exists and a lot of the acts and packs that the federal government is looking at, right, to, to shrink our carbon footprint. Um, that's changing the materials that we use. So one of the biggest materials we use in construction is concrete. Well, they're concrete, the making of the, the cement is actually a very carbon focused process. So there are big mandates coming down and they're changing and they're putting different products into the concrete, which is changing the concrete. Uh, the long-term effects of it are still unknown, but I, the short-term effects, it's getting stronger quicker 
Um, we've noticed that uh, the color is different, which is challenging when someone has a finished product where um, right where the concrete is finished and then it has variations in color. So that's been a challenge, but there are things right. We're looking and the industry is looking to, to, to change, but that's, that's one example um, on the electrical front. Electrical is another big, anything in the power uh, industry there are there is loads of money being pumped into our electrical systems um, to improve them because they're I mean they're at some of some of our biggest power is at end of life and figuring out how to get power everywhere to do it efficiently um, so power is a huge piece and you're seeing um, you're seeing a lot of innovation in that electrical in all the electrical components coming out. Uh, which which is also where we see a lot of growth. If you ask the majority of the products that we're building right now on the manufacturing and industrial side, a lot of them have a tie to that energy market, that electrical market. Hmm. Very interesting. Really glad to hear your thoughts on some of those sort of emerging developments in the industry. Always, always glad to hear about that. And Ben, before we wrap up here, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with? Anything you'd hope our, our, our business audience here would walk away from this discussion thinking about. Uh, yeah. So really like the biggest one, the other one that people you hear a lot is right. This, this image that there's so much work in construction that there aren't enough people, right. People to do the work. Uh, and what I'd like to urge everyone to really look into is there are a lot of people out there either in um, high school, so your youth apprentices uh, that you bring in, or um, your diverse areas, right? Getting getting out into communities that you maybe weren't a target back in the day and stretching your imagination on how we can fill these roles. Um, it's not as easy as it used to where you just pick up the phone or put an ad in the paper we as organizations have to take the responsibility to go get and go train. Um, and I, I think that's one of the reasons you see us succeeding in the market. Our tradesmen and women are, uh, I think, some of the youngest and brightest out there. And it's because six, seven years ago, we started investing in youth apprentices and starting to do things different, not just thinking, putting an ad in the paper and um, hoping that people are coming in, actually being proactive at it. And I'm starting to see the industry change and people starting to um, work that angle. And we've got associations like the AGC um, right here in Madison that, you know, is helping push that same initiative, which then gets that message out to our masses. And that's the only way we're going to do it. We're all going to have to do it together or someone isn't going to magically just help us. So uh, that that's the thing I think I'm, I've got a lot of pride in and what I've seen Riley do. And can we do better? Yes. But have we already started? Yes. So I see. That's excellent, Ben. Well, I, I really appreciate you sharing your thoughts on that topic and, and everything else we've discussed today. As you know, as I like to say in this show, any one of these things we've touched on could really make up a, a full podcast discussion on their own. So hope to have you back on the, the show someday to maybe revisit some of these, some of these things in more detail. Sounds great. Absolutely. Thanks again.
You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.